For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's on the chin still, but he's having a difficult time getting his hand back to that top hand. There's the top. Two successive wins by submission. Piano! Boy! Ah! He's got the leg over. Please tap. There's the tap. Aaron Blanchfield and her cold-blooded best tonight. Aaron cold-blooded West Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, one of our guests in the waiting room, so we'll chat for a minute and then bring him right in. Tiago Moises is going to be joining us today. Uh, very, very impressive win. Um, I guess that was last week. And Erin uh, Blanchfield will be on the show today. She has a huge fight, and that's the co-main to uh, Cheeto Vera against uh, Sanhagen. So uh, her, her last winning is Molly McCann was so impressive. I, I mean, that's like a career-changing win. Look what I'm wearing, Jimmy. It's Sarah BJJ, right? Well, it's a, yeah, it, well basically, it's a jiu-jitsu show. Sure. Because the people that we are having on, Aaron Blanchfield. That's right. Yeah. Tiago Moises. Yeah. Both their last fights. Rear naked choke, also known as Monte Leon, to kill the lion with Tiago. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Blanchfield, elbow up guillotine. Elbow up. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. That was, I, that was J.J. Aldridge. That was her fight before. Yeah. Excuse me. She knows submissions. She also got a Kimura on Molly McCann. So I, I. Jimmy, you know how I start my day. I already taught my 7 a.m. class. I sure. I This is a jujitsu-filled episodes. So you don't like it? I'm very excited about today's episode. I know you are. And Tiago Moises, by the way, you could have just as easily wore a boxing uh, shirt and said it was in honor of him, how well he was striking in that last fight, even though he did win by submission. Uh, let's bring him in. I don't, but he I don't, looked at. I don't have a boxing shirt, Jimmy. Me neither. I was just saying his striking was really uh, beautiful in that last fight. Too. Oh, I get it. Yo, let's talk to him. Yes. I was segueing into bringing Yes, me too. That was a great segue. Thank you, Matt. I, until I fucked it up. Look at him, Diago. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you, man? Good. How are you? Cloud nine? I, that's an American expression where it's like, you're so happy that you're in the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I never heard that before, but yes. Oh, okay. I knew I, I knew when I said it, you looked at me like, what the cloud? What clouds? Yeah. 
Hey, man, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Thank you. When you came into the room just now, you had the same look on your face that you have when you fight. You're very, very stoic when you fight. Do you just yeah. not let emotion get into it? And, and, and how do you, does it help you focus more when you fight or does it help you not make mistakes? Man, actually, it's, uh, it's something natural for me. You know, sometimes I even get worried, you know, I, because I'm about to fight and I feel like very calm. I feel like the way that I'm feeling right now, sitting right here talking with you guys. So this gets me sometimes a little worried, you know, I try to hype me up. <laughs> You're like <laughs> so that backstage? Backstage also in the uh, in the locker room. Yes, yes, in the locker room. Yeah, I I stay pretty. I stay. I I got pretty nervous like on the fight day. You know when I'm the hotel waiting. Then for me that's the worst. Okay. I get very ner nervous there. Yeah, that, but that, when that, I get now, let me ask you: How many? When did you start jujitsu? And how many competitions have you done? I'm, I'm assuming yeah. many. Yes, I started when I was eight. Oh well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I started competing like when I was eight, also. So this is what Jimmy. That's what it. That's what it. Listen, just like these wrestlers who've been doing the wrestling since they're eight years old, you're so used to competing that that's why yes. he's got that face on there where he's just chilling because whether it's jujitsu, right? Uh, I don't care if it's tennis, chess, whatever you're competing in front of people, it's different. It's a different thing. Yeah. You do that at an early age. I think that's what makes you so calm in the cage now do you, do you feel yes and and i had i had like kickboxing fights when i was like teenager also mm. uh, and i was fighting like almost every weekend you know so i think that's why i stay so calm and, yeah. and your brother's a fighter and your father what, what exactly did your dad uh specialize in uh my father he he specialized in kickboxing uh he's a kickboxing black belt he fought he fought a lot of times uh kickboxing he, he was kickboxing uh National champion, uh, state champion. Uh, I think he was second, second ranked on uh, Latin America rankings. Oh, okay. And he, he is Jiu-Jitsu Purple Bat and he has one MMA fight. So it was very combat, competing and fighting. It's just something was all around you and you grew up. So it's just all aspects of it are very comfortable. Yeah, it's something natural for me. You know, like I grew up going, going to him to the gym and uh, uh, watching UFC, watching UFC fights, going with uh, to MMA shows uh, with him, you know. So it's it's something pretty pretty normal for me. Did you plan on going into MMA, or did you think you would just kickbox, or did you plan on learning everything when you started, or when you were a little younger? You know, I uh, my my father he was a kickboxing coach, and uh, at the gym that uh, they used to train. There were no kickboxing for uh, for kids, you know. So there were jujitsu for kids. That's that's why I started, you know, uh, training with the kids. Then I started kickboxing when I was eleven, and I was going um, to MMA competitions with him. So like right away, I, I was already like visualizing myself fighting MMA. So that's that's the only thing that I always wanted to do. What part of Brazil did you grow up? I grew up in São Paulo. Oh, Sao Paulo. And you moved Paulo, to yeah. Florida, you moved to Florida in 2018? No, I moved I moved to Florida when I was 17. Oh. To train at um, to train at America Top Team was uh I think it the 2012, at the end of 2012. Oh. Well, you were wow. 17 years old? I was 17, yeah. And yes, I was 17. Wow. That's pretty amazing, I, right, man, to move countries yeah. and to kind of go off like that and your family wasn't with you, right? It was just you? 
No, it was just me, and uh, I spoke I spoke no English at all, you know, at the time, and oh, it was wow. was like an adventure. Oh, that's an adventure, all right. Yeah. Like, you know, so how did that work? You're 17, and I'm assuming right. your father knows somebody over at um what way and out of what was it American Top Team? Yeah. No, uh, I had a friend. I, I have no, no, you good. I had a friend in common. Uh, he he went to an MMA show and he saw um, Alex David, who was my first manager. I know Alex. Alex. Yes. yes, and uh, he told Alex, "Hey, Alex, I got this kid here. He's a hard worker and uh, he has a lot of competitions in, uh, in BJJ. You know, he he's he's like a teenager, but he's already fighting adults and uh, he has striking competition. I I think I had two. I was seventeen, but I had two professional MMA fights already." Oh shit! So, so Alex set yeah. you up with, with the school with, with what account? Yeah, Alex. Then Alex uh, set me up with uh, American Top Team. Yes. Uh, I went to American Top Team. I stay uh, in the fighters' house with Misad um, Bekti, Kobe Convito, and uh, Mike Graves. And uh, yeah, I think there were just those three at the time. And how uh, was Kobe Covington back then? Uh, he he was uh, very quiet, you know. Like he, he didn't spend much time at the house, uh, but he was very quiet. He didn't he didn't say much, you know. Always respectful and yeah. just a regular guy, you know. How did how did you learn English? Just from being around people, and, and all of a sudden you were kind of forced to learn it. Yes, I learned English like uh, mostly because I was living with the Americans, you know. So. That's why I learned. And uh, when I got there, uh, I was 70 years old. I was already helping you know, UFC fighters like Cole Miller, Gleison Tibau, uh, Evis Edwards. And uh, yeah, and they, I, I, spent, I spent one month, one month there, you know, and then uh, they, they asked me if I want to move it to America. And uh, of course, I said yes. And then, uh, then they really got me a work visa, you know, a place to stay. And that's, I'm I'm like at America Top Team since since then. Oh hell yeah, man! That That's was great. your college, man. That was your college. Yes, yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, it was rough, you know. Just like training at a small gym, like in the countryside in Brazil, you know, going straight to American Top Team yeah. was like I was I was living a dream, you know. And I was like every day, I was excited to be there. I wanted to show my value, but at the same time, I was like very nervous, you know, like going to train with those guys. I was I was more more nervous uh, training there than than fighting, you know. In your last five fights, I think before this one were at the apex, right? This was your first fight in front of a crowd in a long time. Yes. How, how did think, it feel? Uh, uh, to be honest, I was a little bit worried, you know, if I was going to get more nervous uh, fighting in front of the crowd, uh, especially here in Brazil. But. Uh, I visualize that a lot, you know, uh, the crowd, you know, the uh, people cheering, the, the energy, the fans. But uh, I, I was was the same, you know, it was the same with that uh, fighting at the Apex. I could, I was thinking like, uh, I had this feeling, on, on this, th this thought on my mind, you know, like the crowd and everything else, the cameras, everything uh, was going to be a, a, an illusion. You know, like something that uh, doesn't matter, you know, if the fight is going to be apex, there's going to be people here watching. At the end, at the end of the day, the fight is going to be the same. So nothing matters, you know, why should I worry about this? Was it like the, the one thing, I guess you get used to hearing your corner, though. 
after five straight fights, it's, it, it's so yeah. much easier to hear the corner instructions and what they're yelling. Um, and then you get in front of, you know, 12,000 people. And it's a little more difficult to hear the instructions coming at you. No, I could hear my corners uh, perfectly. Uh, we have a like, really good uh, connection. So that, that was not a problem for me. Now, Thiago, besides fighting, you know, we like to get to know all the guys on here. Um, give us a hobby. What do you like to do? You're married, you're single, you're a Netflix guy, you watch videos, you go for hikes. What do you tell us about yourself, Thiago? Man, I'm uh, uh, I'm married. Nice. Yeah, kids? Yeah. And uh, no, I don't have kids yet. And uh, okay. But I like what I like to do. I like to watch watch movies, you know, go to the beach. Uh there's not much that I do, you know, outside of fighting. All my energy goes in training. <laughs> you're you're a surfing yeah. guy. Do you surf at the beach or no? No, I don't surf. I just I just chill. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I chill too, bro. I don't even swim. I, chill. <laughs> I mean, I can swim, but I sink. It's not. For yeah, me. I, I I I would sink also. It's not for me. I just chill at the at the beach. I go at the ocean. I like going to the ocean. But what about movies? What kind of movies you like? Uh, I like action action movies, you know, and uh, comedy. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy is a he's a professional comedian, but he shits on comedies. He I don't shit on them. Comedy. I just don't watch them. Really? I, yeah, I just don't watch them because it's like yeah, I'd rather watch something that's not close to. Right. Yeah, right. I, I just don't usually laugh at them. Um, I like Adam. Adam Hunter. Uh, he's a good comedian. Adam Hunter's great. Yeah, I, yeah, I know Adam for many years. He's really funny. <laughs> I like Adam too. He's very funny. Do, do you find it hard to have a hobby because? Like when you're doing something, you think I should be training or I, this is time I'm wasting that I could be training or I could be doing something for, for my career. Uh, there is, yes, that's, that's one thing. And uh, the other thing is that like, I, I train, so I, I try to train as much as I can, you know? So the time that I'm not training, I'm recovering for relaxing. Yeah. From training, you know? Yeah. Relaxing. So, but that's, that's one thing that I need to improve, you know, because uh, Rob, uh, hobbies, it's really good so you can reset your mind and oh, you know, be hungry, be hungry again yeah, to fight. Oh, yeah, well, you're doing something right, yeah. By the, by the, the look yeah. of that rear naked choke, that month of Leon to kill the lion. <laughs> hey, I bet you know, Costa, your opponent, I'll tell you, my he yeah, needed he, a little extra oomph, maybe he shouldn't. Have. He got too excited there. You were yeah, stone yeah. cold. He spent yeah. a lot. His warm up was when Bruce Buffer was saying his name. He was like, ah! "Yeah." <laughs> he was confident. He was psyched. But when you have that, he's probably like, "Yo, that's not around my neck. My carotid yeah. arteries—they're fine. I have a yeah. blood coming up to my brain." But the problem is, Jimmy, the way Thiago had that, he wasn't gonna have a fucking jaw. Yeah, that yeah. jaw yeah. would have broke. So you can. Yeah, be, I was going to break it. My chin tucked. Right or wrong, Thiago, that will break his jaw the way you had that. Yeah, yeah. Like I had, I had a lot of torque here. I felt that uh, that that I was going to break his jaw if he didn't tap. And also, uh, I had the body triangle. I was uh, extending his back, you know, so I was putting a lot of pressure on his lower back as well. It's so oh, funny you said that. I was teaching back escapes today, and I was doing right. that hand assist method. When the triangle back in the day, ah, the triangle, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the back, the back triangle, uh, body yeah. lock triangle. Back in the day. They would just be a leg. You'd bring your leg over their leg and try to do a shitty footlock. That never really worked. Yeah, now, yeah that doesn't work. <laughs> Anna and, and Gordon Ryan, them, they did this hand assist method. Yes. Normally, you don't bring your hands down when somebody's yeah. got your back. But now, when yeah. you keep it up and you get that knee up, and I was practicing it this morning. Oh, it was so much fun. Isn't nice. it great with jujitsu? 
how it just keeps evolving. There's so much new more stuff to learn. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm black belt. I thought yeah. I knew it all. You got to keep going. <laughs> Fine, right? More, more. Yeah, more I said, more I know that I, I don't know anything, you know? That, like, because That's I you always you learn, you know? The white belt mentality. That's how you have to yes. have that. Yes. And Jimmy, he I, he took that a, a step further, and he's white belt for life. I go, no, no, no. I go, that's Jimmy, right. I go, Jimmy, don't. That's nothing to be proud about. You gotta. It's okay <laughs> to be a white belt with the mentality. Right. No, no, I get very attached to things. I have a white belt. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't want darker belts. My belt is nice. <laughs> you you can be like the best white belt in the world. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I just want. I want to just fight white other white belt belts. <laughs> One day, Jimmy. One what day. What are your goals uh, for this year, Tiago? You look so good in that fight. And by the way, I always tell Matt, I always think it's bad when fighters are too into Bruce's announcement. Matt, do I not always say, like, I hate when they get yeah. too psyched out? I'm like, that's not a good sign. When someone yeah. is just too, they're focusing on the wrong thing. It's true. Yeah. Like, you know, you watch Amanda Nunes, she doesn't even look at Bruce. You know what I mean? She yes. stares down, she'll turn around at the last second and put her arm up, and then she's ready to fight. Uh, what is your goal for this year? Um, yeah, that's uh, first. I want to say one thing. That's one thing that uh, I realized about this, the, the about Costa. You know, like at the Wayne's, he was like he was dancing and uh, he was he was very comfortable, you know, for his UFC debut. So I think he was nervous. He was trying to hide hide yes. it, or he's or doing he that whole like, peacock act. Yeah, he yeah. wants to be like I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's peacock, but he was. Trying to say, hi, but this is yeah. my cage. Yeah. yeah. Not up in here, Tiago. Yeah. yeah, not not here. <laughs> not today. Not today. That's my house. Tenth. Tenth years. My tenth year fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. And, and you don't so, uh, you you don't care what somebody else's attitude is coming into the cage, right? It doesn't bother you at all. No. How, if he's calm, no. fine. If he's not calm, fine. Yes, yes. Uh it's better just focus on my actions you know i can't i can't control my actions you know i cannot control what this guy's gonna do you know so that's what the same when i fought bobby green you know he talks a lot during the fight so i had a good experience with that before yeah you don't want to be answering <laughs> no yeah. no you don't you, you're not gonna beat him on this game you know exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> so who do we want next who is next for us right man i would love to fight uh patty pimblet you know it would be a good fight i think what did you think of his last fight? Uh, I think I think he lost that fight. I don't I, I don't think he looked good at all. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Patty, but I didn't. So I'm sorry, Matt. But I, I didn't like that he said, maybe it was just in the heat of battle. But when it was over and they asked him, did you think it was a close? He goes, no, I didn't even think it was close. And maybe that's just because he's still in that moment. But uh, yeah, I, I think clearly Gordon won that fight. And you would yeah, hope that Patty would have handled it a little differently than yes, uh, than he yes. did, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think he was he could be like more humble, you know, and uh, re, like recognize uh, Jared um, Jared Jared Victor, you know, but he didn't. Yeah, and I, I think it, this made him look worse. I I believe so also. I mean, sometimes like when there's a close fight, almost like Sugar Sean versus uh, uh, Peter Yan. Peter, yeah. Sugar Sean's like, I got to watch it, man. I got to watch yeah, it. And, yeah, I gotta, let me yeah. and that's normal because you yeah, know, Tiago, yeah, when you're in there yeah. and if it's, it, is, it is a close fight, sometimes you're thinking everything you did and other times you're thinking, all right, I won, but I'm thinking every time I got touched. Like I'm thinking of some things yes. I did wrong. Right. So you don't know. You don't, you're in the, you yeah. are literally in the moment until yes. it's over and you review it. So there's times 
I'm like, man, and I'm like, I don't think I did good. I'm like, oh shit, man. I could I should have won that fight. No, you know what I mean? I'll look yeah. at it and be a lot more happy, you know. Yes. So I wonder if he looked back at that and said, All right, maybe it was closer than I thought. When we talked to Patty right. again, I'd love to ask him, dude, are you 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 really think it wasn't close? Like that, that's yeah. what's crazy to me. You know? I I, th I think he knows. He knows. Mm -hmm. Well, I think when he put he puts uh, his head on the pillow to his lip, he knows that he loved that fight. Well, I'll tell you, man, that would be a great fight with you guys. I I, I yeah, it would be great. Yeah. You know, man, I would love to fight him, you know, but I, I don't think he's gonna fight me. Um, yeah, gotta fight somebody, man, he's gotta fight somebody, he's gotta, yeah, he got, yeah, 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 he, he gotta, he gotta step up his competition. You know? Why not you? I'm down, you know. <laughs> when you're looking at Patty, do you see holes in his game? Do you think you could beat him on the floor as well as standing up, or would you, or would you see where it goes? Or you're like, yo. I got a definitely an advantage here because people do mention about that chin coming up a little bit. Or do you want to just I think, hold that until you fight him? I, I think I could beat him everywhere. You know, uh, I think he, he he was holding his chin like this. He was getting touched a lot by Jared. You know, uh, Jared Jared took him down. Was like uh, holding him on the ground. So I think I can beat him everywhere. There, everywhere that uh, every way that I wanted. Jared looked really good in that fight. He looked very good. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, I think Jared fought great. And I know people gave him some yeah. shit for that last round, but like that last but round, you know, it's up to him. It's up to Patty yeah. to try it, hey, to get out to the friends. Yeah. Hey, man, you're down two rounds, dude. You got to do something to make it happen. Yeah. It's you or being held up against the cage. So why don't you get the fuck off the cage? It's not his job. Yeah. To let you go. <laughs> I don't know. I get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's his job to get out, you know? Yeah, shit. Well, some guys, when a guy loses, like a submission and he'll say, ah, the other guy was, was fucking went for the takedown. He was scared to fight me. And it's like, well, that's part of the fight is him putting yeah, you on the ground and choking you. Yeah, like that's kickboxing. Do kickboxing. Yeah, fight, go fight glory. You know, exactly, man. There you go. <laughs> well, Tiago, uh, do you have any idea when your next fight might be, or is there nothing? No, no discussion yet. Uh, no discussion yet, but I would like to get uh, three more fights this year. Would it be, would it be perfect for me? Okay, yeah, it's only January, so it's very possible yeah. you didn't get hurt. You're healthy. Yes. Well, come back and see us again, man. We appreciate the time. It's good talking to you, and that was such a great win for you, so congratulations. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. And it was a really good fight. Costa was very tough, you know. He, he, he gave me a very tough fight. Yeah, yeah, it was, a great, it was a great fight, yes. He was tough, and he was confident, you know what I mean? So yes. <laughs> He has a lot of experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked it. But, uh, hey, man, congrats. You got the job done. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. All right, Tiago. Be good. Take care, brother. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. 
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And uh, coming up shortly, we have Aaron Blanchfield. Mm. It's a jujitsu party. I started the day with yes. some strangles from behind. First, I showed them how to do the strangle. And then I showed them how to get out of the strangle. I just got out. I got on top in my head. I live this shit. Matt, Go let ahead, me ask Jimmy. you, did yes. we talk yet? Dude, Have we talked yet about Marab Pyotrion main event? That is the main event. That's it's, the main event. That's Marab's main. Uh, for I believe so. Uh, let me ch- check that just to make sure. Oh, I'm not. It should be. If it's not, it should be. I'm almost positive it is. Well, Jimmy, um, listen to me, man. I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Jimmy, do you like Queen? I do. Yeah. Okay. What song do you want me to sing? Because <sighs> we're having a good nope, time. Having a good. No. Nope. Oh, the one you like. Nope. That's a fun nope. song. Not the one I want to hear. Okay, what do you want to hear? Jimmy? Nope, not that one. That's a little, it's a, a different take. Yes, not the one I wanted oh. to hear. Which one do you want? Do you, do you know Sail Away, Sweet Sister? No. Okay, so we can't sing today, but you can learn that one and then sing it next week. Sail Away, Sweet Sister is my favorite Sail queen. Away, I would switch it up with a, a lyric from um, Post Malone when he goes, run away. I would go, sail away, sail away. No. No, you don't more. know what I'm going through. No, wait, wait. I, I, anyway, listen, we'll, get, we'll, we'll work this out later. Marab against Piotr Yab. By the way, just a couple of other fights, Matt. Is, yeah. uh, I, I'm gonna, is this the co-main of, of, of Gon Jones, Valentina Did against Alexa it? Grasso? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Did you say it was a main event? Uh, it is the main event, yes. It's uh, uh, Piotr Yab and Marab <laughs> is the main event, yeah. Wow. Uh, fight night, March 11th. And Vegas, in, in, uh, uh, Gon Jones is uh, uh, Shevchenko against Alexa Grasso has been added. Um, uh, 287 in April, Gastelum against Chris Curtis. That's a fight I really, really want to see. And then another one for fight night, April 15th, is Barbosa against Billy Quarantillo. What a great fight that is. Billy Q versus Yeah, Bob. Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa. Barbosa, Edson Barbosa, you're only a kick away. Barbosa, Barbosa. Ah, I came back during the song. So, Jimmy, the um, coffee is kicking in. I am That's unfortunate. Fucking mind at seven in the morning. You got to see me, bro. I am blasting Sweet Caroline and I'm having the people warm up. I'm yelling them at the, are they ready to have a good time? Are you guys ready? And they're like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I go, no, 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 no. I'm asking you a question. I, this is how they start the day. 30 something people today. How and many, how long is the whole thing with the warm up and with the class? Starts at seven, ends at eight. How long I, is the warm up? Fucking dude, what I do, I don't get some. No of the people that don't want to teach, they go, All right, let's do a 45 minute warm up. Yeah. And then uh, I'll show you a fucking Kimura and it's done. Me jog around the room. We have a nice big academy. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have them jog, but it's a nice academy. So they could jog. Yeah. If you want, you got bad knees, do a power walk. I don't give a fuck. After they do a little bit of jogging, like a little bit, like fucking minute. All right, front rolls, back rolls, shrimps, we party in that order. Front rolls, back rolls. You got that. Shrimps yeah. is on the floor. Your hips are out. 
you know? So after that, we go. Sometimes I go, oh, front rows, back rows, hold the shrimps. Oh, why are they holding the shrimps? They go, why? Because we're doing a flow drill. I'm going to escape mouth. I'm going to pendulum sweep. You're doing that back to me. And we're doing that for fucking four minutes. And then we'll party. So, Jimmy, yeah. I'm passing the guard, getting cross-eyed mouthing you. You're doing the elbow escape for two. And then we're switching that up. Yeah, we're all, ooh, we're all loosey-goosey. How close, let me ask you, uh, during that Costa um, Moises fight, and I forgot to ask Tiago this, he went for, he tried to, uh, he grabbed, it looked like he was almost going for a Kimura uh, against uh, Tiago right before he got choked. They were on the floor. Do you remember that moment? I remember there was a, there, with Costa going for the Kimura? Yeah. Shit, man. Uh, I, I, you know what? Or he had his arm and what looked like it was, he was going for a Kimura. I just was wondering how oh, close that- was he? I got to see it again. Okay. I got to see where it was. Yeah. Uh, that bothers me now that I can't go over that. But, um, you know, if it's behind his back, it's fucking close. If a guy's got a bite on it and you're defending it, eh, you know, it might look like, oh, that arm's in trouble when it's really not. So I'd have to really look at it. If you saw it behind his back, that's fucking scary. No, like, no, no, it wasn't. Maybe maybe Aaron, he wasn't that close. Aaron Blanchfield did a fucking masterful job for us. Molly McCann, of course. But Molly... It was a beast. She was trying to buck out of there. She was trying to hip up, buck out. Dude, you can be BJ Matt Hughes. I don't like giving him credit. But sure. when he got he got on cross side on BJ Penn, BJ Penn could put both of his legs behind his head. But when he got cross side on him and had his shoulders pinned, like he's probably been doing uh, since he's been in wrestling all his life, he's been doing that all his life. And he isolated his near side limb. And so in other words, people have a far side underhook on cross side. Mm-hmm. But when you have a, that near side arm underneath them, that arm could make space to connect knee to elbow, get back to guard. That arm could offset the balance to get this other arm back to get an underhook. But when you isolate that arm and she's getting fucking elbowed and next to you know, the arm gets behind the back. I think that's the most claustrophobic thing when you see somebody with their arms like that, with one arm pinned between the legs and they're in, in, in their, uh, like, like a cross and yeah. they just are helplessly getting punched. That is even more claustrophobic to me hey, than when, you, when Habib would push someone into the fucking corner of the cage and maul them. You got to realize who you're dealing with. Like, you understand? And, what, and, and you got to realize when is the danger zone? When, when, when are you in the most danger? And where are you in the most danger? When I fought Matt Hughes, I was not concerned with him on my back. I know that sounds weird. If I'm belly down, for sure. I don't want him on my back. But when he took me down, after I dropped him, People point to a headbutt, but I, I, it was a right in. But uh, he ended up getting me down with a nice knee block on the end of the round. And he ended up cross-side on me. I gave up my back. That's usually a no-no. But for me, it was a yes-yes, because I didn't want that motherfucker across my side. Because across my side, I'm flexible as shit. Maybe not as flexible as BJ Penn, but I'm pretty flexible. If he would have got me cross-side and stayed there, it's problems. It's problems for the best guys. That's why I gave up my back. He took the back. Oh, I escaped. But the problem, the thing is, you got to realize where you are in the most danger. You right. follow me? Sure. Anyway, anyway, Molly McCann, when I when I asked her, she was on the show before she fought Erin, and I go, do you have a plan for when she takes you, if she takes you down? And she went through a... a, a That's right. Step. That's, you're step right. Step. What am I going to do, Matt? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z. She does this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to the cage. I'm going to get That's up. Right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get an undo. I'm going to get up. The, the, what we don't understand, and it's like this in a lot of different arts, but jujitsu, you could watch somebody and you could say, I know everything that person's doing. You watch Hicks and Gracie, who's a master of the basics. Aaron Blanchfield is, doesn't do anything 
really flashy. And yep. she has a very strong control of the basics of jujitsu. And just like boxing, where there's a jab, cross, left hook, with her jujitsu, it's very take you down, superior position, submit or, or 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 beat the shit out of you. And it's a it's a beautiful and brutal thing. Where was I with this? Oh, so so with the different levels, you can see what she's doing and say, oh, sure. I don't know that. And I've defended that before in class. But when you get, when somebody like that's on top of you, the sensitivity, you'll notice, you're like, oh, okay, this is a different level. I, yes. I bucked off, you know, this one, that one, and fucking Susie Cube, whoever else. This 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 girl's like glue. There's a different sensitivity in the way she's moving and, and the way she distributes her weight. And that's something that only you could develop on the mat. And there's no shortcuts for that. Uh, let's bring her in. She's in, Erin's uh, a little bit early. Um Let's bring her in. Should I, should I, should I take it down a notch? She's, she seems calm. I'm a little nuts. She's, well, you know, it's okay. I'm sure she can, she, whatever you give her, she can handle, but. Okay, Jimmy. I have total faith in both of you. I'm a, I'm a fan. I know you are. I think you picked her too. Darn I right think, I did. Yeah. Darn right I did, Aaron. There she is. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Nice to see you. You too. We are so excited. Jimmy's not no French, Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy's ex- excited as I am. That's a- not true. You're just louder. I am I am loud. I, don't embarrass me in front of Aaron. Stop it. Aaron, <laughs> let me tell you something. Congrats on your success. Before we got on air today, yeah. my wife, she's been training jujitsu, and my daughters, I showed two out of my three daughters, the other one was somewhere else, but uh, they're young, 13 and nine. And I watched, I showed them your last two submissions. I'm telling them, explaining, Angelina, you see the way her elbow is up. Her elbows are She couldn't escape it. That was the J.J. Aldridge fight. I was so, that fight, J.J. Aldridge, Aldridge, that was a competitive fight. Jimmy, do you remember this one? It was a yes. fight. One mistake with that neck out. Not even a big mistake. You got control of the head and arm. When you took that out with that elbow was up, I was, I and Jimmy knows how I get. He watched fights with me. This was me. <laughs> Sorry, Erin. I'm a little of espresso today. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel, let me ask you too, because we talked uh, to Molly before this fight did you feel like people were underestimating you going into this fight and did you feel like all the focus was on molly and that a lot of people had it as a foregone conclusion that she was going to win um i I knew that like the fans like people that kind of just maybe like casually watch mma thought she was going to win but um i mean the betting odds were hugely in my favor so i felt like people knew like people that are in the know yeah yeah yeah. to win that fight so I definitely felt like maybe like the media were definitely hyping up her elbows, like her spinning elbow knockouts and stuff like that. So maybe people thought that, but I knew people I really knew knew that it was my fight all day. When you hear Joe Rogan commentate it, Joe yeah. Joe was in the know. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Joe knows what he's watching. And, yeah. And you know his respect for jujitsu and his love for jujitsu, you know? I want to know when, let's talk about when you started training. How old were you when you started training? And what did you start with? I don't want to assume jujitsu, but I'm kind of assuming jujitsu. Yeah, I started with uh, I started when I was seven years old, and I was started with like no gi jitsu and kickboxing. Where was this? Because I know you're from the East Coast, from Jersey. Uh, I I first started training at like Tiger Showman's in, in New Jersey. Yeah, when I was a kid. And then where else would you go from there? Um, well, I started cross training at a couple gyms. 
um, like all growing up, my dad would kind of like drive me around and like bring me wherever um, I can get like the best work in and get coaching in. Um, and then when I was around like 15, 16, I started training uh, like at the gyms I'm training at now. So like MK, Muay Thai, uh, Silver Fox, BJJ, which is like a Henzo affiliate. And then, um, yeah, and then Cordova trained for wrestling. So you train with Call? Do you train with Call Pravic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I have my black belt under him. Yeah. Jimmy, I know Call Pravic since I'm 20 years old. Call Pravic, the Henzo Gracie black belt. Yeah. Silver Fox. Got kind of a cool yeah. speed ring. But, uh, <laughs> He's a very, he's a, he's a technician and, mm-hmm. that's, and that, that, that's awesome. What motivated yeah. you to start training? Uh, does anybody in your family train? And uh, you said your father was driving you around and did he see potential in you or is it just because it's something you wanted to do? Yeah. So um, my little brother actually had started training a little bit before me. Um, and I, I had just quit dancing at the time and I didn't really have anything else I was doing. Um, so I went to go watch him. And um, they offered me like an introductory class and I, I took it and I was like hooked after that. Um, and yeah, my parents were always super supportive of me and uh, my brother training. And uh, I started competing pretty much like only like a couple months after I started uh, training. Uh, so I was always trying to like get better for the competitions. Like I wanted to improve um, and keep winning. So yeah, my family was super into it and they kind of, they brought me wherever I needed to go. <laughs> were you doing, uh, oh, sorry, Matt, were you doing ballet? What kind of dancing was it? Was it uh... Was it ballet? Uh, yeah, like, I was doing like ballet and like tap. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. My <laughs> girls are doing exactly that. Yeah. And it's so, and this is, this is hysterical because my, two of my kids are talking and I hope that dance teachers aren't listening, but they're talking about doing a lot less or none because they're at my academy so much. They want to go jujitsu route. So I'm telling them to think about it because they've been doing it since they're like two years old, two of my three kids. But hey, man, it worked for Aaron Blanchfield. How long were you doing the dance before you quit? Um, I did it for when I was like three years old. My mom put me into it till I was like six. Yeah. And then I just kind of got bored of it. Okay. You got bored of it. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? When I'm teaching my kids and you'll, you'll relate to this, uh, mm-hmm. I'm showing them an ankle pick and I'm showing them how to bring the leg up with like a wizard. I'm like, look, what's this thing? Oh, that's like a ponche. The ponche to ankle pick. You know what a ponche is, don't you? Yes. Yeah. When you go down, well, I could do yeah. it. Embarrass myself, but it's yeah. basically when you basically wizard it up with your your back pocket or front pocket to bring them on one leg, and then you yeah. ankle it. I don't know. Yeah. I use the dance terms to help instruct them. But yeah. the, Jimmy, this is meant to be. Maybe my kids should get out of dance. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. <laughs> I mean, it's more practical the idea that you'll need self defense or what jujitsu can provide than ever having to spontaneously dance somewhere. So yeah, I would say that jujitsu, if you had to choose, is probably the route to go. You didn't expect to get, uh, did you expect to be, uh, to get uh, Santos as your next fight? What, what exactly after that fight were your expectations and did this exceed them? Uh, yeah, so after my last fight, I was like number 12, I think, going into that fight. Um, so I definitely expected to move up after winning it. Um, sure. But I definitely wanted someone ahead of me. Um, I didn't realize like how much for that. Once I like was offered that fight, I was kind of like looking at, uh, I guess, like the top girls in the division. A couple of them are hurt and some of them already had fights matched up. So when I first got it initially, I, I definitely was a little bit surprised. Um, but then I kind of realized quickly that it's like the only fight that makes sense right now. Um, and I was super excited for it. I definitely wanted it. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was definitely excited. It's also because I, I, I also think there's something more to it is that they see you and they go, yeah, this, this person could be ready to fight for a title relatively soon. I mean, cause there's a lot of fights that make sense that don't happen or a lot that 
seem a little odd that uh, you know that, that should happen that don't. And and the fact that they are are putting you against the number two fighter that says something about how they they how good they feel you're doing and that you might be ready for something uh, a championship fight. Yeah, definitely. I feel like some a bunch of the girls like in the top have either like they fought Valentina already or they've lost to girls that um that have like already fought Valentina. So there's not a lot of like I guess new contenders right now like in the top five. So I think that's why they want me like me to fight like Talia and some of the other matchups that are going on. I think they're trying to find like a new. Uh, like contender to fight Valentina um, like after her next fight um, so yeah I think it's kind of exactly what they're doing with this one Aaron when you're not training which sounds like you're training a lot yeah give us a hobby what do you what do you like to do uh, without I mean it, it's some movies books what, what do you like to do not training related movies books um I like well I definitely I'm into Netflix I like watching different series on Netflix um I like Give us one. Crowd. Give us one. What are you watching? What is it? Uh, the one I've been watching now is like you. You. I, I, it's literally called just you. I think they have like a new season coming out soon. Um, that one's super cool. I, I love that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like going to different coffee shops and stuff around here in Jersey. There's a lot of good ones. Um, I don't know. I like going shopping. I feel like I'm very much like a typical girl outside of fighting. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. The shopping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only time I that, I tap out the most with top with shopping. I tap out. Really? I can't, I, I can't do that. Oh. My, my, I got, I'm a, I'm a. It's my favorite I'm, hobby. I got, th- I got three daughters. You know what I mean? Oh uh, like, yeah, so you probably get a lot of it. Oh well, when they're they want to so I'm like, oh, you know, I'll be up here, but you know, P.F. Chang's, and I'll meet you later. I can't. <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. do you have a, your girlfriend like to go shopping, Jimmy? Yeah, she, of course, uh, but she does a lot of Amazon. Uh, shopping, which is infuriating uh, because there's nothing but boxes being dumped in our lobby. Um, so yeah, she shops a lot uh, on Amazon and then, of course, physically shops too. So it's, it's a horror show. Let, yeah, let, yeah. Me ask, let me ask you, Aaron, are you still training in the gi or do you, did you retire your gi? Oh yeah, I've kind of retired from the gi. I haven't been training gi since I, honestly, really since I started fighting MMA. Now, in your jiu-jitsu, are you doing the latest with the Ashagaramis? Are you... Or are you, your jujitsu is you know, positionally very strong and your fundamentals are sound, man. That Kimura, that Q-U-Team, the, uh, I'm loving it. Are you, but are you doing any of the uh, 50-50s and this and that? Are you, are you doing all? What's a 50-50? That's what's like a leg entanglement when you're both on each other's legs. And, okay. So it's like a Yeah, no, I, I, um, I definitely do train like all leg entanglements, 50-50, Ashis. Uh, I, I train all of that. Um, I think like when I kind of do like my own like more private sessions, it'll be more, I guess, like MMA focused, like more like top positions or getting out from bottom positions. Uh, but when I go to jitsu, I, I train everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so much fun. That's the, yeah. <laughs> to learn. Is the 50-50, like when you see two fighters sitting and they're both just kind of grabbing on each other's legs and they're both trying to uh heel hook each other or something like that is that a 50 50 it's kind of like your both your legs are like entangled it literally looks like a 50 50 position and then i feel like people just start kind of like punching each other um but yeah you can go after like leg entanglements and stuff from there uh, i like getting the right the hell out of there even with my little legs yeah <laughs> i don't like it yeah <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's definitely not a great position because it's called 50 50 i guess for a reason you both have a even chance of getting something shit yeah i don't like those odds and yeah. not only that you, some guys are weird with feet, foot locks. Some guys are, you get, some guys got those rubbery feet and you can be so yeah. money with it and you get somebody like, oh, this ain't working. Now they got your legs. Like, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's all fun, but 
I'd avoid it and like to get a Kimura like uh, Aaron does. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely like working my top positions more. Um, but learning all those leg entanglements and getting good at those are definitely, they're just like another challenge. You know, it's funny. When we were, before you came on, we were talking about how confident Molly McCann was before she fought you. And I asked her, I asked her straight out because I knew you about you and your jujitsu. And I was asking her, what happens if I, if she gets you down? Like, what's going to happen? She gave us a play-by-play. -play. Oh, she had some stuff in the yard. She goes, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get back to the cage. I'm going to do this enough to get an underhook. She was giving us a lot of right answers. But yeah. The problem is, when you watch, and you know this, Aaron, from, from training all the years, you can watch me roll and be like, oh, this one, I see what they're doing. They're passing the guard. But when you roll with them and you feel the sensitivity of mm. their... It's like how you use the force. It's like, whoa, this is, yeah. it's like you don't know that until you're actually grappling with somebody. So I don't yeah. think she knew that until she was cross-eyed crucifix, like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Like you can break people down, but having to actually go and do it. And it's like, I know all the defenses to the things I'm doing too. So it's like, I know the counters. Um, yeah, so it's definitely different having to actually do it versus like the theory of it. And how easy was it for you to adapt? Because you said you did it early on too, as a kid. With the um, striking, how, how, how did you take to the striking like you took to jujitsu? Yeah, um, I feel like when I first started training, um, I mean, I liked both, but I think I competed a little bit more in jiu-jitsu. I always kind of favored that a little bit. I think I got a little better at jiu-jitsu a little quicker. Um, but I've always was striking. That's why when I got into MMA and everyone was always pinning me as a, as a grappler and people thought I couldn't strike or I was going to get knocked out by anybody that could. I always thought it was kind of funny because it's like, yeah, maybe it's not my strong suit. I think like my body type and um, everything kind of lends some more to like my wrestling and my jitsu. Um, but I mean, I know how to strike and I've been doing it since I was a kid too. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> it's, no, it's great because you don't look desperate to get to the ground with anybody. Yeah. You know, that's no. what's, is what's crucial. Like, you know, you're playing, you're playing, you're striking them, they're striking you. Oh, we're in a striking match. Then they go to strike back, you're underneath them. And that was... It's, you know, that's, that's something that you can only get if you do have that skill set. You can't fake mm -hmm. that because people know if he's doing a one, two to try to shoot or do, you know, you know, but if you give them something to respect standing up, it makes that takedown yeah. so much easier. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You have to be well-rounded. Like you need to be able to strike with anybody, grapple with anybody. So, and I think especially um, my progression and like, I'm mean, I definitely had to get my striking a little bit better. So people exactly could respect you or you can make them make mistakes. Like you hit them a couple of times and they weren't expecting that. They try to come back at you hard. Kind of what happened in the Molly fight and you go right under, you get that takedown and the, you have to work your timing and yeah, it can all come together. What do you think to it? Valentina has been so dominant as a champion and, and, you know, I mean, she's had some fights, you know, go the distance. She's not destroying everybody, but she just almost seems invincible, which of course she's not. Uh, what do you think people have been doing wrong, if anything? Uh, and what do you attribute the fact that she's kind of beating everybody in all styles? You know, I, mean, I think she's she's pretty solid everywhere. Obviously, her her striking is very good. Um, that's like her primary like strength. Um, I feel like her cage work and some of her like uh, I guess trips and stuff like that are, are pretty strong too. She doesn't have a lot of like I guess traditional wrestling. She doesn't do a lot of like doubles and singles, but she does have good body locks and good trips. So I think she kind of catches people off guard with that. Um, and I think some people just don't know how to approach the fight. I think, I think some people even come in almost like expecting to lose. You definitely can see that. And it definitely wow. shows performances. Um, I think the only person that didn't, it was like really all Talia. Like she came in ready to fight and, um, 
I think she gave her a really good fight. Um, there was like a few, I mean, obviously striking, she was getting a little outstruck. Um, and then on the ground, she wasn't able to get any subs. She was kind of just like holding positions and they were kind of going back and forth a little bit there. Um, but I think there's definitely, I mean, like anybody, you can like break them down and like figure out a way to win. Um, so I think no one's just, no one's done it right yet. I think once I get there, I'll do it. You're doing something right. No, all, no losses in the UFC. You only have one loss on your whole career. Mm -hmm. And it was by a split decision. And that was, what was that, Invicta? Invicta. And that was with you versus Tracy Cortez. Now, that's yeah. a split decision. So I haven't seen the fight. Obviously, it was close. I mean, was that a just decision, do you feel? I'm not trying to start shit. I just don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, no, it was definitely, it was a close fight. Um, yeah. Could have went either way. Like, when I look it over, um, I could see how I, how I lost. I definitely made a couple couple mistakes I stayed on my back a little bit too long on the first round and I was kind of hunting for an arm bar that just wasn't really coming um and I think I lost that round because I was on the bottom most of the time um the second round was closed and the third round I definitely won um but I, I learned so much from that fight and I think that loss kind of like woke me up and made me realize if I want to pursue this at the highest level I definitely need to be a little more focused and get better um in certain aspects of my game so I think it was definitely it was a big benefit in the long run well, shoot, that was three years ago. And since then, man, you can't complain. You've been knocking yeah. everybody, you've been taking everybody out. I think you're, you're 10 and one, right? Yes. And uh, she's, I believe, 19 and two. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you guys both have incredible records. What a great fight this is. Uh, congratulations on getting it. I mean, uh, everyone knew you were going to get a higher ranked opponent, but I, I think this is a, as good of scenario as you could have possibly have gotten. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's a huge fight for me. And I, I got out of my last fight, like completely unscathed and I'm able to get yeah. back in there pretty quickly. Um, cause my last couple other times I had to wait a little bit. So I was definitely happy to be able to get right back in there, uh, get a high ranked opponent and be able to like establish myself like in the top five. Well, Aaron, it was good talking to you. Thank you for coming on. And, uh, Matt was very excited too, uh, <laughs> that you were coming on today. He's, he's, I uh, was talking about it, uh, quite a bit beforehand. So well, my, well, my jujitsu shirt, yeah, I just, you know, it, it makes me happy. Please tell uh, Professor Silver Fox that I said hello. I definitely will. <laughs> All right, congrats nice again. talking to you, Aaron. Yeah, congrats. Great, great, great win. Thank you. All right, talk to you again. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Fun. Yeah, and I th I think uh, that would be a very very interesting matchup. Is there any fights this weekend or no? No, no fights this weekend. So you and I can just talk 
about who we hope fights soon. Oh, I thought you meant talk this weekend. How yeah, we can. What are you March fourth, come see me at the Paramount Theater in Long Island. Hope Matt's still coming. Yeah. Okay. That didn't sound enthusiastic. Coming everywhere. Oh, okay. Uh, be coming. Uh, yeah, grow up, all right. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be seeing you there. Good. And then I I'm jumping so. on a plane to go back up, fucking Marab. Oh my God! Yeah. That, what a fight. That's a Come great on, fight. Marab. Come on, Marab. Let's fucking go. Yep. Let's fucking go. Now everybody has to deal with Marab. Nobody wanted to deal with him. Now they all have to deal with him. So congrats to him. What do you want to plug this weekend? Oh, you did it already. Yeah, yeah, just did it. I want to say that. April 21, 22, Cleveland. And I have March 4th in uh, the Paramount. And that's it. SarahBJJ.com for your jujitsu needs. Now, I mean, listen, if you're in or around Huntington, Long Island, I guess. But uh, also... You know, I do cameos. Besides that, man, I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Jimmy, I will see you. I'll talk to you by this weekend, Jimmy. I'll talk to you over the weekend. <laughs> Stop being so serious. You're the comedian. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just trying you to say, say I'll talk obviously. to you. You should just say obviously. No, why? You're very funny. Tell me you love me. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> you mean little prick. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. <laughs>Hey everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox, there are new episodes out every Thursday, so subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts.